So today, I just want to title my message, Gymnastics, the most challenging sport. American Gabby Douglas, a 16-year-old from Virginia, she won the women's gymnastic all-around gold medal Thursday, this last Thursday in London, Olympics 2012. The Forbes magazine says 16-year-old U.S. Olympic gymnast Gabby Douglas made history on Thursday when she became the first African-American to win a gold medal during women's gymnastic all-around event. Someone said it like that, same little skinny thing, didn't care about anything in that arena, they were cheering and shouting for the Russians like crazy. But no one could touch her. Gabby is the prototype with no experience, with no hesitation, just going out there with no second thoughts and just performing. I was watching this recorded session of Gabby's victory in the television. I seldom watch anything in the television, but this event just grabbed my attention and really I got into it. These athletes are sold out to the sport of gymnastics. They have no ambition other than to excel in gymnastics. They control their body and mind to achieve great heights in the sport. The question came in my mind is what am I trying to achieve? I say I want to live for God. What do I do to live for God? These athletes, they go through a tough training process, disciplined lifestyle, controlled food habits, taking care, taking care of their body health, saying no to what they cannot afford to do for the sake of their commitment to gymnastics, even though they are appealing. The question that struck me was, what am I doing as I say I want to achieve great things for God? You know, as I was watching this on the television on the other day, that's the real question which came into my mind. Then I just started, I wanted to know more about this sport. Gymnastics is the most difficult sport on the planet for women and men, both mentally as well as physically. The video presentation which, which we have seen has significantly proved gymnastics is the toughest sport of all. You know, as impressive as these statistics and the facts around it, they would be more impressive you know, for, the, for the athletes who are competing in the field or in that arena on that day. Here are some of the factors which I can just go through it. Some of the factors that put a gymnast and the gymnastics at the top of the sport hierarchy are these ones. The balance they need to have, the kind of rotation they make, the spatial awareness where they, their body is, proprioception, it is the sense of how our body or their body is oriented in space. They know where their body is with respect to space, in the air as their body moves. And the kinesthetic awareness, that is the sense that detects the body position, weight and movement of the muscles. The skill and routine timing to 6,000 of a second, the moment she, the, the time she grabs that bar, 
it says it's once in six thousands of a second it's such a very short span of time and the short distance print speed with the short distance she has to run with 16 kilometers 16 to 20 uh, miles per hour and within a, within one second the whole thing comes to a stop that, that is that is really tough that's really critical tumbling and vault height of the 13 plus or for men it is 16 plus feet and 900 degree of rotation and 300 degrees totally they make 1080 degrees of twisting in less than one second of time so these are athletes they are in addition to all these facts they also maintain their strength to body weight ratio that is very very critical for a gymnast the leg and back and shoulder flexibility the female upper body strength the focus the concentration and the com com competition pressure to handle that pressure you know all those are going on in those little athletes in that in that in that arena gymnastics figures in the top most hardest sport in the world let us listen to some of the gymnasts what they say about this sport someone says i am in gymnastics and it is definitely the hardest sport people think it is easy but they are so wrong i have been doing gymnastics since preschool and i have never had an easy practice your hands rip from the bars and conditioning is probably harder than football players do i wish people would understand how hard it is another one says first hardest is definitely the hardest you cry bleed break bones and sometimes die another one says definitely the hardest the conditioning is very is really hard so are the practices you practice in any weather in any condition it can be 100 degrees in the gym and gymnasts still practice the pain many of us have to endure it it's really hard but we know how to hold it in many gymnasts on their t-shirt they want a t-shirt that reads if gymnastics were easy it would be called football gymnasts simply requires more values such as strength both mentally and physically than any other sports for example a football player may be able to bench press 500 pounds but he might not be able to hold an iron rod or an iron cross on the ring for three seconds that's what is done by the gymnasts gymnastics camps are training at times they are called a little torture i think two days back there was an article in yahoo news if dan can put those slides few of them at least there was an article in the in yahoo which says watching gymnastics sorry watching gymnasts perform may be a feast for our eyes but have we ever imagined how did they get there it's a story of tears and sweat kids as young as four are put through painful stretching routine during training sessions these chilling images from gymnastic training camps will make any parent 
grimace or take the smile out of their face. Some of the you know, pictures is what we see here. The little ones are taken through such a tedious, uh, not such a difficult you know, training procedures and routines. Keep moving, finish that. Even at this little age, they have been taken through such a tedious time of practicing you know, in their life. The only ambition is one day they want to hit the Olympic Stadium. You know, that's the objective in the life of these little ones. And it was, an, it was negatively told, of course, these little ones are taken through such a tedious procedures of, you know, practice and training. Let, let's look at some of their, you know, disciplines and controls and exercise what they have. You know, you know, you all know where I'm driving to, right? So, you know, there are a certain amount of discipline they need in their life. Their neurological skills. You know, our use of gymnastics here simply refers to the body weight exercises that develop the neurological skills. For example, the accuracy. When they land, the accuracy is very important. The agility, the quickness of swift, uh, or swiftness, the way they move their body in a fraction of a second, you know, that is a tremendous skill that, skill that they develop. The balance and the coordination. You know, all these are kind of neurological skills, you know. As they do that, their nerves respond and send a signal to the brain and then brain sends the signal back to the nerve and their limbs and that's how they gain the control. What about their diets? Gymnasts require a well-balanced, nutritious training diet. Gymnasts are usually quite young, with many preferring small, you know, more frequent snacks, more frequent meals. Foods that can be eaten between school or their training sessions, they may do it in the, their car as they drive, are some of this. The low-fat, two-minutes noodles. That's what they can eat in a day. Fruit scrolls or muffins, fruit salad and yogurt, veggie sandwich, bread with jam or honey. During the competition, they can take only yogurt, fruit bars and jelly lollies. These are the ideal sn uh, snacks they take between their routines as you know they need to maintain their energy level <laughs> and the mental stamina. A sport ring also they use at some point of time. They are not afford to take any of the you know food that has fat in it. They need to have maintained the strict you know food uh, sorry food habits in their lives. There are certain disciplines they need to maintain as they come for every practice session. There are around 18 ways they build their discipline. They need to do their homework and assignments. And you remember these little ones, they are spending um, 30 hours in a week in training. 30 hours of a week they need to spend in training. And that has to happen in the middle of their school studies, in their school homework, and whatever their responsibilities they have. Somebody may be doing babysitting, somebody may be doing something else to, to, you know, to pay their gymnast classes, gymnastic classes. All this has to happen you know, in, in their life. They arrive on time for the practice sessions. They show respect to the gym upon entering, find and report to coach upon arrival. They greet and show respect to the coach upon arrival. They acknowledge and greet, smile and show respect to the coaches when passing on, you know, passing by them, whenever they, wherever they meet them. They stand in an attentive position whenever waiting or listening to the coach. On beam, I know they gain extra practice by standing on high, uh, you know, uh, uh, high elevated stuffs. And always, you know, they stand 
at attention and look directly at the coach for any instruction and as well as when they talk to them. They pack and march with gym bags to all events. March to every event and acknowledge report to the coach who is in charge. Salute before and after every skill, drill and performance. Even on simple skills, if there is an error, they need to get back where they started and do the routine again. They are not allowed to start, you know, where they make a mistake. Every skill is to be performed with their maximum ability even during the training sessions. It's not just only when they perform finally. After every skill and performance, report to coach and wait for their feedback and show improvement in the next session. Then they need to acknowledge the comments made by the coach, report and thank coach after every practice and show respect to Jim upon leaving. They need to tidy up the place and every time when they leave. You know, all these restrictions in their life bring greater discipline. I was reading through a book that shows the mental toughness training manual for gymnastics by Dr. John uh, Lefkowitz and Dr. David R. Macduff and Jody Morgan. We wrote a book on mental toughness training manual for gymnastics. There are some basic principles in that. It says you are not just a gymnast. You know, as I said, gymnast is just one of many things they do in their life. You have friends, you have families, other interested skills, and as an athlete, you are also a student, you are an adult sometime, young adult, you, are a, you may be a community volunteer, and perhaps maybe a sitter for sitter for somebody, and they may have a brothers and sister, sisters and a family. In the midst of all this, these little ones are trying to come up as a gymnast, and they want to come uh, and reach uh, the Olympics. You cannot control everything. There are some basic principles which are told in that books. It says you have no control over the condition of the equipment. There are many equipment they handle with. The quality of the music system that is behind, they, have, they cannot go and complain about it. The lighting they cannot complain about. Or they cannot even complain about the judges. They cannot control everything. In the midst of all this, they are expected to perform really well. They say that another basic principle is focus on what you can control. There are many things you cannot control instead of worrying about all this. You focus on what you control. Being coachable, being flexible, willing to learn. You know, good form and alignment. A quality warm-up and exercise before you, you know, touch the ground. Gymnastics is an individual sport. And it is very difficult because they need to do things within themselves. And it also says staying positive alone is not enough. But you need to work out strategies to move forward in your gymnastic career. And there are stuff can happen in their lives too. Gymnast, gymnastics is only part of life. You know sometimes there may be you know, unwanted things, very lousy things happen in their lives. A friend may get injured severely. A family member may be sick or they may carry those burdens in their life as they come out for the practice. But in the midst of all, they are expected to deliver their best. There are four things which are important today when we learn about these gymnasts. The first one, the first point I will talk about is the mental toughness training. Mental toughness is more than just the mental ability. It is also physical 
and it is emotional. The mental toughness training allows gymnasts to tap into the emotional and mental resources to be used in practice also in competition. Jim Loher in a note sports uh, in a note he says he's a sports psychologist and he says he suggests the following for toughness he says toughness is the ability to consistently perform toward the upper range of your talent and skill regardless of competitive circumstances every time you are expected to perform at the toughest part of your skills that's how they are, you know, that, that, that means their mental toughness they develop they develop a good emotional flexibility means the ability to handle different situations in a balanced way in a non-defensive manner they handle they develop that character within them the great mental or emotional flexibility emotional responsiveness you know you are emotionally engaged into a competitive situation never we can withdraw from there you are expected to move forward advance forward emotional strength it means the ability to handle great emotional forces and sustain your fighting spirit no matter what the circumstances you need to fight and move forward and come on top like the same thing what uh, Gabby Douglas would have done on that day in the midst of all this competition so she just set focus her only aim was to just come out of the competition succeedingly emotional resiliency that means being able to handle setbacks and recover quickly from that even if you just make a mistake you can you're not allowed to think about that mistake move forward and how best you can do the next move you know all those are very critical that all those during their training session they bring a good amount of mental toughness to these little athletes if you can turn with me to James 1 chapter 1 verse 1 to 4 James chapter 1 verse 1 to 4 James a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad he says greetings my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing you know as these little athletes they go through this training session this tough training sessions in their life and their practice session and the demonstration of their skills all that they know is about they know that someday it is going to reward them in their lives and James is writing my brethren when you go through tough situation in your life when you go through trials and temptations and tribulations know one thing knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing you know all this what God is allowing in your life to go through one day God wants to make you perfect these little ones are made perfect during their every training session and one day we find them perfect and the nation is too proud of them you know why it happens so because that's how you know God is working in our lives he make, takes us through different situations 
salvation in our lives and one day the heaven is going to be proud about you and me because we have gone through it and we have developed great amount of patience in our lives we have developed great amount of endurance in our life now we are able to withstand we don't really worry about what somebody else thinks and what someone else talks about we don't even worry about our own failures but we are you know build that kind of tenacity or the toughness within our lives that we are able to move forward and towards the goal the secondly I just want to read one more scripture that's again important I can't skip that 2nd Timothy 2nd Timothy chapter 2 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 in fact verse 1 to 14 I would like to read but I will limit 2nd Timothy chapter uh, chapter 2 it says you therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also and verse 3 onwards you therefore must end your hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of his life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier these athletes they don't have any other ambition they are not trying to place anybody other than of course the coach and they want to come out excel in their performance and God is telling to uh, Paul is writing to Timothy and he says you are a soldier of God you are called to be called to serve me as a soldier therefore you must end your hardship you need to go through a tough situation in your life as a good soldier of Jesus Christ and verse 4 says no one entangled in the warfare entangles himself with the affairs of his, li- affairs of his life that he may please him don't try to please anybody with whatever you are going through in your life well, let your ambition is to please God please only him because he's the one who appointed you he's the one who has called you these athletes they perform they do that their job in their life secondly first one is mental toughness training is what we talked about secondly building self-confidence you know why they come up how they come up in their career there's amount of self-confidence which is built in their lives you know some of us really lack that self-confidence in our lives you know God has given us all the ability God has given us everything the talents and the skills and the ability everything but you know we lack self-confidence when we try to you know perform in somebody with somebody else in some in front of someone else self-confidence is a belief that you can handle the demands and challenges of gymnastics when you feel confident you perform better it's obvious you know when we have such a great confidence you know when when like for example uh, when you come and stand here and sing most of you do that when your practice is very good when the session is really good you know what you are going to sing and the musicians they know what they are going to play then you have such a great confidence you come and just sing but if moment the practice is not sufficient you find it difficult so that you know that gives you confidence for these little athletes you know that their, their sessions and the training gives such a great confidence and they are able to perform better you know there are different ways we can develop that confidence of course the gymnasts they are asked to prepare that you know prepare gain that confidence in different ways they are asked to list the personal affirmations you know for example they are asked to list down I have made great progress in this year in this year they are asked to write it down I'm mentally tough I love challenges 
of critical situation i focus well under pressure you know all these are written down and they are asked to read that every day that gives them the mental confidence and they are also also asked to develop a list of their achievements for example i reached my score goal last week i achieved what i wanted to achieve i competed well a new skill in last meet i developed that new skill now i am ready to perform i qualify for the championship meet you know they are asked to list down all this and they read their achievements that develop their mental confidence and a personal pep talk they need to talk to their soul they need to talk to themselves recalls uh, or you know they need to recall some of the talk with some of the things told about them in a good manner by somebody else you know, recall all this and talk to yourself and that gives a develop a good confidence you know bible says a child of god should have a good confidence in the lord philippians 4:13 says philippians 4:13 paul writes i can do all things through christ Jesus who strengthens me you know that should be the confidence god is expecting us to read the write it down and read it again and again within ourselves and tell talk to ourselves i can do all things through christ jesus there is nothing impossible for a child of god if we are a true children of god we need to develop our confidence second timothy 17 says for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind you know god has given what we need it is up to us to go and use it for god and today god is looking for such individuals for his kingdom in hebrew 4:15 to 16 we read we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has gone through who has been tempted in every way just we as we are hebrews 4:15 to 16 yet he did not sin and verse 16 says let us then approach god's throne of grace with confidence with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need God wants us to live with great confidence in him. Hebrew 13:6 says, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals or what can man do to me? You know God wants us to develop that confidence in our lives. You know if we are not confident, no no, no people cannot depend us, depend on us. If we are afraid of certain things, how can we expect someone else to be nurtured by us, to be brought up by us? You know, today in many areas God wants to raise, build our confidence so that we are confident to go out and share the gospel to somebody else. And God expects us to do as a church. We need to go out and tell about Jesus Christ to this world and how do we build that confidence? We need to build that confidence as we wait upon the Lord. Thirdly, something which is told in this book about these athletes they are asked to set their goals goal setting is an important activity in their lives even at the age of 4 goal setting is an important activity goal setting means achieving a specific level of performance in certain amount of time you know there are multiple stages they need to qualify before they appear here and they are asked to set their goals and they should be willing to do anything to achieve their goals what they set there may be challenges but then you are still expected to achieve and at times they are asked to be specific and they are asked to be specifically set the goals so that there can be it can be measured to see whether they have achieved in their lives 
And they were asked to break it down for this term. They want to set goals. For example, what are their summer goals? What are their falls? What are their winter? You know, all these are expected by these little gymnasts. And they need to write it down. They need to chart it. They need to come out with implementation strategies. And they need to chart it. They need to evaluate it. All this they need to do. The scripture is asking us to do that. Scripture is asking us to set goals as we live for God. In our spiritual life, scripture is asking us to set goals. It doesn't expect us to stay where we are. It is expecting us to improve. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 26 says, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 26. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. 1 Corinthians 9.26 I do not run like someone who is running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Think of that. If the boxer is trying to hit somebody else but the, none of the hit is reaching the other person. He's just, just all hitting the air. What is the use there? There is no use. You know many of us are fighting like that without any goal. We don't really know what we are trying to achieve. But you know when I look at these athletes and I was really felt ashamed. They set, set such a goal and move forward in the career within the short span of time. I don't think they can, they can do what they are doing at the age of 40 or at the age of 43. They need to achieve it from the age of 4 and probably from up to you know 18 or I don't know maybe 20. Maybe not even up to that. They need to achieve everything within a short span of time. Obviously they need to set goals. How many, of, how many years we lived on this earth? How many more years we have to live on this earth? And if we live without any goal, what are we going to achieve? That is something which we need to ask about our individual lives. God is expecting us to write it down, put it in, the, in return. Say, what do you want to achieve this year? Where do you want to be? To how many you want to share the gospel with? What do you want to do for the kingdom of God? How you want to increase your prayer life? What do you, how many scriptures, how many chapters you want to complete? Reading and meditating in the word of God. God is expecting us to set goals. Finally, think like a winner. Every time it is told repeatedly to this gymnast, think like a winner. Think like a winner. The pressure of gymnasts and the competition can lead to self-criticism in their lives. And negative self-talk, especially because it is an individual sport. It's not a group sport. The moment they fail to do something, the moment they fail in their performance, there is a negative thing which gets created very quickly within their lives. But you know what is told to them? Think like a winner. Never worry about your failures. Think like a winner. It involves so many things. This will like, likely to affect their performance if they don't think like a winner. And they, the moment they start thinking like a loser, it's going to affect their performance. They may not be able to perform. It is possible to alter the self-talk in a way that is beneficial to their performance. There is a negative emotion which comes in their mind but then they are told how to turn that to in a positive way so that their performance will improve. They, they are asked to be aware of their inner voice. They are asked to be aware of their inner voice. The moment you fail to do something, one step you put in the wrong way, there is an inner voice which comes, you made a mistake. That is so true. Isn't it not true? Am I talking something theory? It's practical. The 
moment I mis- make a mistake, there is an inner voice which tells me, you made a mistake. How are you going to stand in front of the crowd next Sunday morning? There is an inner voice. I am sure it is there in every one of your life. You made a mistake. How do you go and show yourself as a child of God, in front of God, in front of everybody? It is an inner voice. And these athletes are told, be aware of your inner voice. Be aware. You need to overcome in your inner voice. Focus. Certain words can help us to regain or sharpen our focus. Speak those words. Build confidence. Changing the bad habits and the unwanted food habits probably they have. They need to get rid of it in order to perform. And take it up, up and down. When they are happy, really enjoy it. But when you are down, you turn it upside down and try to, you know, set your focus again towards improvement. You know, they are told all these things. Every time they are told, think like a winner. And as I was watching this, uh, this, 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 this game, along with Gabby Douglas, there are three other competi- two other competitors, they were competing. Jordan Weber, she fails to qualify for all round in the women's gymnastics. Weber's troubles began on vault when she stepped slightly out of bounds. I don't know whether you know you watched that. Then there was a form back on uneven bars, followed by a few wobbles on the balance beam. And of course she landed unexpectedly. Then she again got up on the balance beam and she continued her performance. I was watching this. On the floor exercise, she got too much power, she gained too much power on once of her massive tumbling passes and had to steady herself with a little setback. And all this happened. And in the midst of all this, she failed in the, even the first one. She knew very well that she will not qualify for the finals. I was just observing her face. I was just observing her move. Even after knowing that she failed, absolutely no disturbance. We cannot really make out anything. She just went down, she fell down, he not fell down, she just jumped, made a jump, unexpected jump. I mean, that's the worst thing can happen. And after all this practice, all these years, at the final performance in Olympics, she would never expected that. The parents were crying, literally crying. And she just made an unexpected jump and she fell, landed on the ground. The moment she landed, she just got up on that bar, the parallel beam, she continued. And then she had the other exercise, then the, the, then the floor exercise. She continued just as if nothing happens. At the end of it, when she finished everything and came running to her, she just broke. But you know, they were trained to hold on that within themselves. They are not afford to show it. As a child of God, you and me are expected to perform such a perfect performance for God. Otherwise, it is difficult to do anything for God this morning. I pray that God would put such a fire in our hearts this morning. Steve Penny, the president of USA Gymnastics, said he believed Weber, who finished third behind L.A. Reisman and Gabby Douglas will come out fighting today. I think Jordan has a lot of character and I think she is going to sit back and assess what's happened. 
He said she knows how important that team opportunity is and she is going to come out of fighting like a dog to make sure this team gets what it wants. And the president of US Gymnastics, he says, I think you will see the best of Jordan Weber with what she has left at the Olympics. Second Corinthians 4 verse 8 to 9. Let's turn to the scripture before we close. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8 and 9. We are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. We are put down by many events in our life, but scripture is asking us to think like a winner. Think like a winner. You are put down. You are, you, you know, you are struck down. You are persecuted. You are forsaken. But you are not destroyed. You are not destroyed. We are not destroyed. God wants us to think that we are going to be victors at the end of everything. We are not going to lose in the battle. We are going to win in the battle. Now the devil is trying to put us down by so many things, showing so many things. And I pray that let us be like this Jordan Weber and Gabby Douglas and as the focus is set in our mind as the goal is set in front of us let us move forward thinking that we are not losers we are the winners Romans 8 verses 36 to 38 Romans chapter 8 36 to 38 we read and we close Romans 8 36 as it is written for your sake we are killed all day long we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height or depth nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord here Paul writes and he says in all those things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us and this morning God is telling us we are not defeated we are victors we are victors you know as these little athletes they were prepared in their mind to gain more mental toughness God is expecting us not to get disturbed by small things happening in our life set our focus and move forward God wants us to be tough mentally emotionally the emotional things shouldn't touch our lives emotional things shouldn't break our lives it shouldn't set us back it should help us to move forward as we want to live for God God is very particular about that God is expecting us to develop a toughness within our emotions so that we can do things for God and same time God expects to expect 
expects us to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's something which we need to learn. We need to be tough as we listen to people. We need to be really tough within us, not to, not in our behaviors, but within ourselves. We listen to so many things, so many criticism, so many negative things, and it so many unwanted news and you know, you know, voices of different things in our life. We need to be tough towards those things. But same time, we need to know how we need to be flexible and how need to be how we need to be feeble to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that is very, very important in our lives. Secondly, we need to build a self-confidence within us. You know, our confidence, our trust is in the Lord. Because He lives, I am alive today. You know, that's the kind of confidence God expects us to have. Thirdly, God expects us to set goals even in our spiritual walk with the Lord. If we don't set goals, we don't really know what we are doing. And we don't really know where we are heading to. And finally, God wants us to think like a winner. And we are victors. We will finish the race successfully. And we will finish the race, we will race completing the, demo, the, the duties God, God gave to us as we live on this earth. There, there is no doubt about it. Let's not bring that doubt. Let's not even think about it. Uh, am I going to finish it successfully? Yes, we are going to finish it successfully. Because Paul writes and he says that in Christ Jesus we are conquerors. No death, no evil, nothing can separate me out of the love of God. This evening, this morning God is speak, speaking to us and he is telling us to develop what those little athletes developed in their life. Even though they do it for the world, they do it for their fame and the, the fame of their country. But then God is asking us to do it for the heaven's sake. The heaven is going to rejoice and there is, you know, the heaven is going to, you know, be happy about us as we achieve things for God. This morning, God is encouraging us. Shall we just close our eyes as we ask God to give us that kind of freedom and that kind of courage and that kind of, you know, ability that we achieve great things for God.